to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast where college students and faculty come together to talk about mental health, wellness, mentorship, and entrepreneurship. Together, we set and achieve goals for ourselves to get us where we want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malinzak, and this is episode 86 of the podcast. And uh, if I sound a little different, it's because I am in a different part of my house today. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm here nonetheless, and I have my microphone, but uh, I wanted to record in my sun porch today. Um, I got a little bit uh, tired of being in my closet. <laughs> it's dark in there and cold. So uh, this is the warmest uh, room in my house and the sunniest. And I just felt like uh, I was in the kind of mood where I wanted to be in this space. So if the quality sound quality suffers a little, I apologize. I'll be back in my dark, dingy closet next week. Don't worry. Um, But I am grateful today. And that's what this episode is going to be focused on in honor of Thanksgiving. Um, This episode will be shorter than normal, probably. (laughs) Although I've said that in the past and lied to you. Uh, It is also going to be more informal. Uh, I prepared very little this week, but I did that purposely, not because I was slacking or anything uh, or because I was too busy, although I'm trying to get everything done in three days that I normally do in five is always a challenge, but I'm up for it. Um, Fitting in the podcast is always a priority. Um, Some weeks I struggle with figuring out what to talk about, but this week I knew what I wanted to talk about and I knew that I did not want to spend a lot of time prepping ahead of time. So when I sat down to actually record, I was like, okay, well, what am I actually going to talk about today? (laughs) And I I blanked for about 30 seconds, and then I realized uh, I had something that I wanted to talk about that I was grateful for. And so I'm going to talk about that. I got a shout out in a uh, a little monthly newsletter here, which is kind of nice. And so I'm going to summarize the newsletter a little bit, talk about, uh, talk about it and, and mention my shout out. And then I'm going to talk about six things that I am grateful for in particular this year and why. So first, my shout out. I'm very pleased. Uh, I just came across this last week. Um, in a moment of vanity, I was Googling my own name <laughs> and uh, just to see what people are saying, you know. When you have a unique name, it's, it's very easy. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I came across this newsletter where, I, where my name was mentioned. I was like, what the hell is this? And so uh, it just came out last month, uh, October of 2017, and it's from the Disability Compliance for Higher Education, which is a monthly newsletter like an academic newsletter that comes out. So if you think about like uh, scholarly journals and whatnot, you know, they usually come out typically on a quarterly basis. I think there's some that probably come out monthly and some that come out, you know, semi-annually or whatnot, but typically quarterly. Um, This is like, you know, a one-page little newsletter that comes out that's got some element of, you know, uh, scholastic uh, entertainment in it. So this one is by Haley Sutton, the assistant editor. Um, It's a Wiley company. Um, And so from what I can understand, Wiley has a number of these very small little monthly publications that cater to different, you know, special interest groups. And this one is Disability Compliance for Higher Ed. So that is, you know, 
um, disability compliance is making sure that uh, institutions uh, basically follow the rules when it comes to working with and accommodating people with disabilities. Um, so this one's specific to higher ed, you know, college age. So the, the title, uh, the name of the article is Students Prioritize Mental Health But Can't Find Resources. And so I am going to link to this article in the show notes for today. Uh, and so let me read uh, the first paragraph here. Students don't know where to turn for resources on mental health, according to a study by the Born This Way Foundation, which was founded by Lady Gaga in 2012. The study, entitled Kind Communities, A Bridge to Youth Mental Wealth, A Bridge to Youth Mental Wellness, received responses from 3,000 participants aged 15 to 24, as well as more than 1,000 parents. In the online survey, more than half the students surveyed said they believed mental health was important, but much smaller percentage of students surveyed reported seeking help. So that in and of itself is actually not a very new finding or, or you know, groundbreaking. Um, to, that we know that uh, you know, help seeking actually supposedly, according to the research, is on the rise. So it actually was probably way less than what it is today. Um, but uh, perhaps it is a little surprising that you know people are finding mental health increasingly more important than they used to. Um, so I have, you know, and this is a testament to my um, non-preparedness, I did not find or read the uh, Born This Way Foundation survey, Kind Communities, A Bridge to Youth Mental Wellness. Uh, but if I am able to find it before posting this, I will also link to that in the show notes. Because um, I'm definitely interested in actually reading the the report and seeing what it said. This is just a summary of the report. Despite prioritizing their mental health, young people are unaware whether they have access to resources that support mental health or they believe they don't have access. So that's a problem, right? You know, because there are actually a, a number of resources out there, both for college students, for high school students, and for, you know, in the workplace or in the community. Uh, and so with the internet, you'd think that people would find these things more accessible. But perhaps that's me just living in my mental health bubble because this is the shit I think about all day long. <laughs> so um, it, of course, it's, it's accessible to me because I have experience, you know. But if you don't, if, if this is not your, your bag and you're normally into something else and you, you start struggling, you may not know where to turn for help. And this, that, you know, the evidence uh, is in the results of this survey. Um, so it breaks it down a little bit. We, you know, they talk about high school students. I'm not going to stress, I'm not going to focus on that. It does mention rural students being at a, a particular disadvantage, right? So students that are in cities uh, and urban areas have more accessibility. The services may not be high quality, but they definitely have them available and it, they have more options than people residing in rural communities where, you know, I know from looking at the numbers when it comes to, you know, mental health treatment and substance abuse treatment in rural communities, it's just horrible. You know, there's like one prescribing psychiatrist for like, you know, 
this ginormous county the size of Delaware. Um, it's it's ridiculous how little you know in those some parts of the country uh, the services how 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 small in number they are and few in options. This is the part of the uh, article that I found the most interesting. Of the three classifications studied, high school students, college students, and employed young people, so presumably those either that didn't go to college or that finished college or, you know, are no longer in college, uh, college students fared the worst in terms of both reported happiness and stress levels. So they're less happy than high school students and employed young people and more stressed. Hmm. The percentage of college students who reported feeling happy often or most of the time was 55% versus 63 for high school and 57 for employed young people. And college students also reported the most stress, 68% saying they would report themselves as stressed versus 49% of high school and 62% of young people. So that, again, really pinpoints a, a trend and a big problem you know, that is that has become quite pervasive on college campuses. Um, you know, it, I would expect people in college to be happier than in high school. I don't know why. I guess because I, I associate college with independence and freedom that is not as frequently associated with high school. And I associate those things with being happy. <laughs> um, I could see why the, the people working generally might be a little happier because, you know, despite the adage, money doesn't buy you happiness, um, certainly having money does relieve stress in your life. When you don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming from, um, it's going to take a load of of weight off of your shoulders. So, you know, I find this, you know, troublesome. And this is, you know, part of what I'm trying to, you know, do here. Um, Okay. On the parents' side, parents viewed parents overestimated how often their children would turn to them in the midst of a mental health crisis. I wonder if faculty would feel the same way. Uh, and they underestimate the amount of reported stress that their children feel. So many more parents think many more of kids would say, oh, mom, dad, I need your help than actually do, than actually say they would. And parents are saying children are way less stressed than they actually are. So they're out of touch. And that is, um, as a parent, you know, a little bit mm, alarming. You know, I hope, to, I hope to be one of those parents that, you know, my child says, you know, I would feel comfortable going to them if I was stressed or if I had a mental health crisis. So that was really the extent of the report. Oh, I do see a link in this report to the full survey. (laughs) So I just uh, didn't get that far in it. Um, But thank you to Haley Sutton for the bottom piece. So that was the the report, but at the bottom they have a little section called Beyond Accommodation. So it's like a resource to basically help for the problem that she just detailed. And it says, refer students with mental health disabilities to podcast. Consider referring students with mental health disabilities to the College Student Success Podcast. Derek Malinzak, a professor at Rutgers, created the podcast. Uh, research shows that podcasts are effective learning tools because users have control over the listening process and because listeners retain information better than engaged while engaged in other activities, such as driving or walking dogs. So um, thank you for the shout-out and the little link 
below where to access the podcast. Uh, That was uh, really awesome to see. Um, I'm pretty proud to be associated with the Born This Way Foundation, even though um, they didn't generate this little article here. Um, But I'm, you know, tangentially associated, I guess. I'll take it. Um, So it's really cool. Um, Now, real quick, I just want to uh, run down a few things that I've been thinking about in the last... uh, you know, I guess over the last year, but, you know, as we get to the end of 2017, you can't help but reflect back, you know, on things you were able to achieve, things maybe you didn't. Um, It's been a pretty up and down uh, last couple of years for me. Um, But this was, uh, this was a good one overall. And there's six things I want to talk about in particular that I'm, that I'm grateful for. Um, There's actually many more uh, I have a very, I have a life that um, I feel very privileged to to live. Um, so I have a lot of things to be grateful for, and I could probably record, you know, a four hour podcast, but you probably don't want to hear that. So I picked six off the top of my head that really stood out to me for 2017. Um, number one thing that I'm grateful for is my wife. Um, Katie is. Uh, amazing and has really uh, I've seen her grow a lot in the last year and it's really I think in turn helped us grow as a couple and makes me a lot stronger of a person having her around so um, I just appreciate our relationship so much Um, and you know I, I just know that there's a lot of people that struggle in their relationships and to be uh, one of the truly lucky ones that um, you know enjoys every day with my spouse uh, my partner and uh, yeah we, we, we struggle and bicker whatever but it's you know it just pales in comparison to what we get out of our relationship so I'm very grateful for my wife number one number two my job and People might think, oh, I'm grateful for my job because it provides me a paycheck. And I'm certainly grateful for that. You know, Rutgers is, a, is actually a really um, great place to work. Um, but I'm particularly grateful for, for my, my position. You know, being an instructor, uh, working predominantly online on my own, where I can sort of, you know, as long as I get the job done, um, people don't ask me, you know, where I am or, you know, to check in. Uh, it's very flexible that way, and, and again, I can be very independent um, and also pursue my research interests at the same time as long as I fit it all in. That's just a, a wonderful feeling. Um, so yeah, the pay's you know fine, but it's really the, the lifestyle that my job affords me that I'm truly grateful for. And um, it takes a while, I think, to adjust to, to it, but now that I'm in it, I don't know if I could ever do anything else. I actually... Um, just recently came across what I would consider as close to my dream job in, in a posting, an open job posting, as, as I've seen in a very long time. And I, I actually even got to the point, I wrote a, a, a cover letter and um, I got ready to submit it. And it, it would have required, you know, quite a bit of lifestyle change. It was still, it was still a university position, um, not at Rutgers, but um it would have required, you know, a lot of changes to go on in my life. And when I went down, when I sat down to actually like submit it, I just couldn't bring myself to do it because I just am so satisfied where I'm at now in my life. Um, you know, not just 
the work, which is, you know, what I, what I started this one with, but also just, you know, like where I live and, you know, just my routines that I have. I'm just not ready to give them up. <laughs> so maybe the job will be there again when I'm, when I'm more ready, but uh, I was okay passing it by. I didn't end up applying. So I'm really grateful for my job in this last year. Um, I'm grateful for yoga. And I've talked about yoga a lot, I think, this semester, so I won't spend a lot of time on it. But the thing that I'm most grateful for is that it helps me have a more open mind. And I don't mean open mind being like open to, you know, different people's opinions. I'm pretty open minded in that way already without yoga. Um, but what I mean is it, it helps my it helps me clear my mind and, and allow it to be open for opportunities you know, if I'm too much in my own mind, and it's sort of it's sort of closed off in that way, and I might not notice or observe things that that would help me, whether it be in, in interactions with people or in my environment. So yoga's really helped me with that. It calms. You know, you've probably heard that that you know that calms the mind or whatever. Meditation does that too. But this, um, in particular, has helped me. Just you know, it's helped me kind of open my eyes to what is truly out there in front of me and to better capitalize and leverage it so i'm grateful to yoga i feel like i'm just scratching the surface still so i probably will have more to say about it sorry um i'm grateful to my occupational therapist jacqueline uh who is not listening we'll never know i gave her this shout out but i did actually um i sent her an email like maybe three weeks ago or something and she just wrote back to me last week and you know thanked me for the thanks <laughs> and um she was somebody that i just you know it was a professional relationship right she was my occupational therapist you could relate that to being your professional therapist and you know know understand the, the professionalism right when you're done with your therapist you're done you don't get to be friends afterwards <laughs> um for ethical reasons and so this was no different um, but that relationship this year not only helped me immensely you know from you know being able to help restore me to being a, a functioning human being from an occupational standpoint <laughs> hence occupational therapy but um, just helped me see actually how grateful others were for the help that I provided to them in the past um, when I ended with her, it made me think of all the people when I left community mental health or when I would get promoted or, or when they would leave because they graduated and they would thank me for the help. And you could see that they were grateful I mean, they, they were thankful and I was grateful for, for their appreciation, but it never really hit me like how much someone can impact you from a, a rehabilitation standpoint until I experienced, you know, having to kind of finish up with her and um not totally back by any means i still have soreness um and i it bothers me some days because i'm like oh that happened in february and here i am in november but um i'm grateful because she taught me a lot about you know how to work smart and you know got me feeling better when i was really struggling there so thanks jacqueline uh i'm grateful for my family and uh I had a bit of a uh, struggle this week, you know, with my immediate family, somebody in the hospital that's close to me. And so it, it caused some different changes to happen with my um, Thanksgiving plans. But, you know, it just it was a testament to my family, you know, how quickly they responded like, okay, we're going to do this instead. And, you know, there was never any, 
and he thought that like we weren't getting together it just it just we just had to change things up and you know everything will be great and i have a feeling it'll be actually extra great this year because of the fact that we had to kind of um you know mix things up a little bit do things a little differently than we traditionally do because um one family member is you know um you know had to have surgery basically so um you know it's gonna be all right and uh i'm glad they're around you know um and then the last thing the sixth thing that i'm grateful for is this podcast and the listeners um you know, I know I've had this goal of of increasing the listenership, but I think that my that goal has become less and less important to me as the semester has gone on. I can't really explain why. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I'm just happy with, you know, where I'm at with it. Uh, and I'm grateful that I have people that reach out, you know, that want to come on the podcast and that you know, have gotten stuff out of it and that, you know, like it on Facebook and Twitter. And, you know, it just shows that, you know, the, the power of community. And, um, you know, thank you for, for listening and for, you know, finding value. And I just, I know how much of a competition it is for, for attention. And the fact that I have, you know, however many people it is, you know, that actually take whatever it is, 45 minutes a week to listen to what I have to say or what my, the people that I, you know, interview have to say is, is truly humbling and um, an amazing feeling. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate you choosing to spend some of your, your week with me. So on that note, that's all I have to say this week. You don't have any home exercise. Your home exercise is to enjoy your life for this next week. All right. And uh, we will be back at it next week, um, really uh, in the home stretch of the semester. So have at it, guys. Enjoy that time with friends, family, others. And uh, I will be doing the same. And uh, take care, everybody. Peace.